everybody and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball news and analysis on the entire internet and one of the best schedulers in the game. Like, if you want to have a really nice schedule grid where you see uh, basically what we're going to be talking about here in our week two preview, where you see the amount of games, what teams are playing, how many games they got this week. Hashtag basketball.com has the best schedule grid in the game. Go check them out. Hashtag basketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is one of the masterminds behind all of the Mavericks um, World Championships. Tyler, P. Watts, what's up, Tyler? Oh, now that's just not true. Um, the Mavericks, though, I mean, I feel like there was a lot of pessimism after that first game. But it's easy to forget that they were ahead by 22 in that game, and they just kind of relaxed a little bit. And Credit to Phoenix, they didn't, right? But they really put one on the Grizzlies uh, on Saturday night, man. That was, that was a fun game. Yes. That was a really good game. I enjoyed. I mean, it's been a, there's been a lot of enjoyable um, games so far this season. I think already we're getting a nice feel for what's going on. Obviously, Tyler writes for the Smoking Cuban, so he's uh, he's got to be following all of the fun stuff coming out of Dallas. I think it's going to be a really exciting season for Luca. How do you feel about uh, Christian Wood? Like, I I picked him up in quite a few drafts just because I thought, hey, you know, six man of the year kind of vibes coming from that dude playing with Luca uh off and on is gonna be like make his make Christian Wood's life a lot easier and so far it looks like it has. Yeah, I mean Christian Wood, right? We, there's there's no question about Christian Wood's offensive ability and he's gonna be phenomenal next to Luca. I mean the question is the defense, right? The defense is what's kept him on the floor only around twenty five minutes a game so far. Um does the defense improve on in kids system, which you know has made some not so good defenders, pretty good defenders in the past, right? Like last year, you know, the Mavs went from 21st in defensive rating to 7th. Um, and with largely the same team, I mean, they had Reggie Bullock, who's a good defender, but that was it. Um, yeah, I think Wood, there's a good chance that Wood averages a, a 20 and 10 double-double. Um, even in 25 minutes a game. Like, he's that good. He's dominating those second units. The Mavs are finding ways to get him the ball. So I think... Uh, Everything we've seen is is pretty real, right? Like he's going to keep crushing those second units when he's on the floor with Luca. Their offense looks unstoppable. Um, and they did it against two of the best teams in the West, right? The Grizzlies and the Suns. Like it's not like yeah, it wasn't like the Pacers yet. and you know uh, Charlotte or anything like that. Like, they were doing it against teams that play good defense that are going to be you know title contenders. Dallas is going to be rolling this year. I think they're going to be. Um, Really good, and I think that also that bodes well for Luca. If you put took a preseason Luca MVP um, bid, as long as the da- if Dallas is at the top of the West um, going into the playoffs, like Luca's probably going to be that MVP. And you know that West is is as crazy as we thought it would be, right? Like we've seen some crazy results already, but like I mean, Portland's three and L, right? Jazz are three and zero, like those are things we didn't expect. But like, Clippers I, well, I didn't expect Jazz to be three and zero. But I think both me and you were like, "Oh, Dame is gets that team to the playoffs every single year when he's healthy, and he's gotten worse teams to the playoffs." Yeah, Jerry Grant, good. Anthony Simon's good. Like, 
Um, they were definitely a big time underrated team going into the season, and like obviously it can all fall apart, right? Like if Dame goes out again and misses a bunch of time, like yeah, right? Like um, I think everybody too, like we all want to react to oh the Jazz are three and zero, right? Like would it surprise you if the Jazz won twenty two games at the end of the season? No, oh. right? <laughs> like and we talked about this at the beginning too. They do have a lot of competent NBA players, right? Despite trading their two best players. And you could, you know, they traded Royce O'Neal, they traded Bogdan Bogdanovich, right? They might have traded their three best players, so their four best players. But they still have Mike Conley and Jordan Clarkson and Kelly Olynyk. Like those are NBA players, man. They're they're good, and they can win games on any given night. So yeah, you go sure. look at that Spurs roster, right? There's only a handful of guys that like on a you know a playoff top seven, right? Like if you took Vassal out and threw him on another team. T in a top seven, top eight on a playoff team? I don't, I, quite frankly, I don't know. Maybe, but he might be one of the few. Right. Potal. And Spurs are two and one. Like, it, it's just, it's been, it's been a wild week, right? We've seen some crazy stuff, some not so crazy stuff, right? The Heat are one and two. The Sixers are 0 and three. You know what I mean? Like, don't overreact to anything we've seen yet, right? Like, yeah. they're data points, and we don't really know what to make of any of it. And we're going to talk about a lot of it today. I wouldn't be too freaked out about anything I've seen thus far. Before we get into week two, I do think it's important to reflect on week one. Number one, do not panic. We told you this uh, just the other day. We're going to tell you it again. Don't panic. Like, if any of your top 75 players, right, um, even Kyle Lowry, right, I'm, I'm, I'm on. I, I got Kyle Lowry on, on watch right now. But, uh, you know, Kyle Lowry ended up even just in, in in a couple games right like his first game looked really poor and everybody's kind of like oh what's going on with kyle lowry here but the next couple games right um he he kind of produced what you think kyle lowry is going to produce uh during the season right he he was um if i got the game where's my game log what has what espn done to my game log god damn it espn now i gotta go back to the old-fashioned way of looking up game logs used to be very convenient. I think they changed something. Come here, Kyle Lowry. Um, oh, I picked Kyle Lowry to talk to him. I didn't have his dumb name up here. Here we are. What are yes. You look, look, what, look what he did in his next two games. 17 points, a couple threes, six assists, some steals, right? Kyle Lowry's good. We told you he's good. We told you he's going to uh, he's going to play, and he started out looking like uh, poop, and um, he's... Right back to the reverting to the mean. And that's what's going to happen with a lot of these guys, right? Really good guys are going to revert back to the mean. Bad starts are going to revert back to the mean. Um, it's it's sussing out, like, where things have changed. Like, we just talked about Christian Wood, right? Christian Wood's in a different situation. Christian Wood's, I don't think he's, like, you know, he's going to revert backwards. I think he's going to be playing at this pace because he's on a team with where he's going to get more usage than he was in the past. And I don't even know if he's going to get more usage, right? Because, like, he, he maybe was Houston's number one option, but he's going to get the quality of looks are so much better than he's ever gotten in his career. Yes. Right? Like, he's never really had anybody that was even an above average facilitator to get him the ball, save for what did he play? Like, three games with James Harden, seven games with James Harden that year before James Harden got traded to Brooklyn. Like, that's it. And so, um, and this may be something that no one wants to hear or cares about, but like also playing with a lot 
more joy than he did in Houston. Like, you can just tell the dude is genuinely, like, happy to be playing on a winning team for maybe for the first time in his career. Like, he's never played in the playoffs. So, I think that some of that stuff matters, too. Oh, absolutely. I think motivation matters. I think uh, effort always matters. Um, but we also saw quite a few, um, say, injuries over the last uh, few days here, right? We got... Um, uh, just tonight, Giddy going out of the game, uh, SGA not playing, a, a big, big fat opening there on Oklahoma City. Uh, we saw Zion go out uh, and uh, Brandon Ingram go out in the same game. So that's that's not great. Uh, and what those, like, none of them seem serious right now. We don't know about Brandon Ingram's concussion. So, like, hopefully that's, you know, sometimes it could be real tricky. Sometimes it's just kind of the in and out. They're just being pre- precautionary. Um, we all, we think those are going to be temporary, week long, maybe two weeks at worst for all those guys, right? But that means opportunities coming up here in week two. Yeah, right. And New Orleans only plays three times, right? So would be it would be better if they played four, but they only play three. But still, like I think you're looking at two really good pickups right there. If Zion or Brand and and or Brandon Ingram need to miss time, right? It's Larry Nance and it's Trey Murphy. If Bi's mm-hmm. out, Trey Murphy's going to be really good, man. I mean, look at tonight. Played 40 minutes because of that injury. 16 points, nine rebounds, an assist, two an assist. He had two turnovers, which fine. Six of 11 from the field. Like we talked about, we talked about Murphy in, in another episode, right? Like he's really good, man. And then Larry Nance. We've seen Larry Nance do a lot of different stuff in limited minutes. So if Zion's out, he's going to get 30 a night. Another good option. It's a great option. And also, uh, the Pelicans play Tuesday. So I guess let's talk about week two real quick before we get into all the uh, different opportunities that are out there for injuries and maybe some other things that we saw coming uh, out of week one into week two. Uh, We got a very interesting week, right? Sacramento Kings only played two games. Now, one of those games is on the coveted uh, Thursday, um, there's only four games on Thursday. The Pelicans, who we just talked about, play on Tuesday against Dallas. So another coveted streaming spot there. Uh, and everybody else is playing three to four games. The majority of the teams, it looks like, are playing four games. But um, the other half are playing three. And there is a very large, uh, I would say, uh, dearth of games on Friday and Wednesday. Eleven games on Friday, ten games on Wednesday, so chances are your rosters are going to be very full uh, for Wednesday and Friday. And the, you know, one of the things that you got to pay attention to, and this is for maybe some of our newer listeners, um, is adequately streaming your head-to-head matchups, getting maximizing your game split. That's uh, that's fantasy um, basketball 101, Tyler. And uh, some weeks are easier to do than others. I think this week's a pretty good one. And uh, what I like to do is, like, I, I, I like to get one under the belt uh, for that Tuesday game and then get a feel for by Wednesday when all the, you know, the, the big number of teams are playing on Wednesday, right? Um, get a feel for what my matchup, how my matchup's panning out, and then kind of backload my streams uh, uh, Thursday through Sunday so I can attack categories that I have a winning chance in. Yeah, me too, right? Um, I think, too, like, this week in particular, like, eight games on Monday, you're probably going to be pretty full. You're probably going to be pretty full on Wednesday. You're probably going to be pretty, pretty full on Friday. So lo- those days you really want to attack. Like, right now I'd pick up someone playing Tuesday and Thursday if I could, right? Because you're probably going to get both those games. So the teams you're looking at, you got Thunder 
got Clippers, you got Mavs, and you got Warriors, right? Talked about it, man. If Oklahoma City is going to sit uh, Shea Gilgis and Giddy because they're both hurt, there's a big opportunity there, right? So we got to say, who do we want on the Thunder, right? Could be getting a lot of opportunity. Who could be good? And we saw in the game against the Timberwolves that they kind of chopped the minutes and split them all up. But I'm thinking Trey Mann. That's probably mm-hmm. a pretty good option if all those guys are out. Lou Dort, I don't assume he's on your waiver wire, but if he is, he's probably the leading scorer if both those guys are out. And then, you know, you got uh, guys like Dang. Are they going to give Usman Dang some opportunity? He played 23 minutes in that game. Got a steal, two blocks, five points, six rebounds, three assists. Like, you could take a shot on some of those young guys in Oklahoma City. Uh, Dallas, you know who's going to play for Dallas. They might not be the biggest stats in the world, but, like, if you need a couple three-pointers, Bullock might be good, get you a couple steals. Pelicans are going to be shorthanded in that game, too. So, like, you know, if the Pelicans are shorthanded, a lot more opportunities for turnovers, things like that. Um, Golden State, I don't know, man. Does Golden State really have a streamer you want? Probably not. Yeah. Good luck figuring out who's playing for the Clippers. It's another one, right? And so we got, uh, you know, obviously John Wall and Kawhi coming off the bench, uh, playing limited minutes, right? But, like, we saw uh, Kawhi out there, right? He's um, incredibly efficient and good in the limited minutes he's currently playing. It's only going to ramp up, right? Like, same with uh, Jamal Murray, right? Like, he he looks good in those limited minutes. Uh, I would say Kawhi looks great. Jamal Murray looks like he's still catching up to uh, NBA speeds. Yeah, I mean... The Clippers. I mean, I don't know. We we got we got a tweet um, about Kawhi, and I'm I'm not at all panicked. Like I thought Kawhi had a really good line in his first game in limited minutes. He sat on a back to back. He's good. He's really good again tonight, right? I mean, like it's only the end of the third quarter. He's already got 11 points, five rebounds, two assists, a steal, a block. Like it's good. It's Kawhi Leonard. Right? He's going to be one of the best players in fantasy per game. The question is how many games. I don't know the answer to that question. Well, I mean, if you're looking they... for. St- I think, look, right, Kawhi, like, this is a marathon, not a sprint, right? It's week one. We're going into week two. There's a lot of weeks left, right? Kawhi is going to, to win the championship, up. too. Exactly. They're, and, like, would you rather have Kawhi Leonard playing 30 minutes a night, not playing back-to-backs, maybe sit out 15 or so other games, or would you rather have him playing, I don't know, like 24 minutes a night, but playing closer to 72 73 games like i don't know i think i i i think the more minutes he plays the better right and that and, and even limited minutes adds up for the time um so if you're looking right at this and this is um per game value okay so take that for what it is i uh, i cut it to one game because Kawhi's only played one game a lot of yeah, that's true. Right, and this he's played his second one tonight, but obviously the game's not quite over, so it's not in the system yet. Um, fourteen points, seven rebounds, two assists, one steal. He was the hundred forty ninth ranked player, twenty one point three minutes. Like, right. and part of that was he missed his free throws, right? Which happens. Like there was a lot of missed free throws there in the in that first day. I don't care. It's one day. Yeah, and so it's like Kawhi. You tell me Kawhi averages 30 minutes a game for the season. Isn't he still a top 20 player per game? Probably. Yeah, because the defensive stats are so good. 
right? And he's going to score. He's quiet. Good luck stopping Kawhi. You know what I mean? Um, I also think for this Clippers team, like right now, you know, Zubac is probably owned, right? But Dorman Powell, Robert Covington, Marcus Morris, like all those guys are, are pretty good streamers. Like people are like, you know, this is the deepest team in the league. And that's true. Like for this Tuesday, Thursday game, I'll pick up Marcus Morris. He could easily get you 30 points in those two games. Mm-hmm. Right? Robert Covington could easily get you two steals and two blocks in those two games. Norman Powell could easily get you 25 or 30 points. Like, those are the kind of things that are going to help you win your week. And those guys are all benefiting from Kawhi only playing 20 minutes a game. And that's fine. The question for me, I guess, is how long does Kawhi play 20 minutes? Yeah, when I don't is, think it when, lasts when, super long. When's that going to end? I would say, actually, you know, the reverse, right? Like, if you got people getting a little nervous about Kawhi's limited minutes and shit like that, go, go start sending trade offers to that person. Yeah, and I think that's a good... We saw it with Chris Paul, right? On that first night, everyone was freaked out because Chris Paul didn't play down the stretch and he wasn't very good and blah, 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 blah. Like, look at the couple games since, right? Chris Paul's been good. Tonight, eight rebounds, eight assists. He's shooting two of nine from the field. He only has five points, but I'll take eight rebounds and eight assists any night. Um, That's crazy. He's, Paul, he's got a block in there. Yeah, and I think Chris Paul's a guy you trade for. And any of these guys, right? You want to talk about a, a, a move that's going to win you your week, right? Or you, win you your season. Not just your week, your season right now. Trade for one of these proven guys that's off to a slow start. Yeah, because I, I'm, I not, buy, I'm not getting a vibe that any of these guys are, like, falling apart with age. That's not what we're if saying. I can, right? If I can buy Al Horford... Or a player outside the top 100, do it. Horford's had two not very great games. He's Al Horford. It's super it's mediocre, good, but he's Al Horford's gonna play. Yeah, they going, they going gonna, away from Al Horford. And it's always moves like that that I think ultimately end up, you know, changing your fortunes. Right, buying low on somebody, selling high on somebody else. Right. I mean, look at the top of the leaderboard, right? Donovan Mitchell's seventh, right? You trade Donovan Mitchell for, I don't know, Kevin Durant, probably going to work out well for you by the end of your season. It'll work out, that's going to work out great for you. Um, it's, it's, it is those moves, right? It's those little um, changes in the rudder. That, um, you know, that steer your boat towards the finish line, right? Like you're catching um, maybe a little bit more of a gust of wind by, you know, improving one player here, one player there, one player there. But then at the end of the day, it all adds up and suddenly you're uh, headed directly towards a top seed in the playoffs, right? So um, I would say don't um, don't rest like right now. Don't panic right now either. Um, exploit that panic in other people. Exploit those st- uh, slow starts. Go after some of those players. One guy would trade for is Westbrook. I just don't think that's going to end well. No, don't. Do not. Don't. We told you not to get Westbrook. We told you not to even bother with that. Please do not gub Westbrook whatsoever. Um, OKC, right? With with those two guys out, like what are we looking at? Like kind of a, a Dort. Going, um, taking on the entirety of uh, the the bulk load of the scoring with, like you're saying, Trey Mann running the point. Like, I think both of those guys are good. Um, other than that, like there, there's been some surprises that I've seen 
Um, Lowry Markkinen like, was not a surprise to me because I told you Lowry Markkinen is going to have a very good season uh, in Utah. Where's Larry Markkinen ranked right now? Do you want to guess? Uh, okay, where is Larry Markkinen ranked right now in per game? Yep. Fifteenth. Uh, Thirty-one. Okay, that's a little. Got a little too excited. Uh, that's uh, pretty crazy. Averaging over twenty a game. I think that might be real. I don't really see the Jazz trading him either. You know Not I mean? at like, all. He's a nice he's like gonna... corner piece, right? But he's he he's like a like a nice fourth man. Or sixth man, yeah. even like somewhere in that range, right? And he's gonna be good. Like, I think that's a guy I buy high on right now. Like, where was marketing going in drafts? I... That's what I mean. And so, like, 80... if you could buy 85, I think marketing's a top, is he a top 50 player this year? I kind of think he is. I Probably think not he ends to be top up... 50 if you're gonna average 20 points a game. I think he ends up in that top 50 for sure. At this at this rate, if they don't, if, even if they move someone like Mike Connolly, they're not moving Sexton. They're probably not moving Clarkson. Maybe they are. Um, I don't think suddenly they're going to be like, all right, put Walker Kessler in, put Rudy Gay in, sit Larry Market in, sit these guys. I don't think that's what's going to happen here. I think they're just going to keep riding his hot hand and, and uh, incredibly winning games. Yeah, well, they're they're not they're definitely not sitting Kelly Olynyk. They traded for Kelly Olynyk, right? And he had a, a, a great game today against uh, the Pelicans. Good. Yahoo, Markkinen was going 101st. If I can trade anybody outside the top 75 for Laurie Markkinen, I'm doing that in a second. And that's the perfect move to make, too, right? Because the guy you're trading with might be like, oh, dude, I'm selling high on Laurie Markkinen. I picked him at 100. And you're going like, yeah, but you're missing out. This is a top 50 player. Yeah, if you're if you're, if you're like sending over like I don't know, I mean like PJ Washington feels like maybe you're overpaying a little bit, but depends on what your team looks like. Jalen Green. Mm. I'd rather have Laurie Markin than ten times out of ten. Ooh, that's a that's a little that's a spicy take, I think. What what can Jalen Green do in the defensive sets? It's fair. That's a great point. I'm going to pick me up some... I'm going to go see make sure Kelly Olenek's uh, not on any waiver wires now that I'm looking at these uh, stats from him. Uh, Some bad trends that I've noticed, right? Two-day Cleveland versus Washington. This game went into overtime. Donovan Mitchell played 44 minutes. Evan Mobley played 36 minutes. Evan Mobley took seven shots today. Seven. Mitchell took twenty-nine. That's not voting. Um, yet. Me. Garland's not even playing yet. Well, I mean, he got hurt in the first game. Like he, he's, he's gonna be back. Um, I think I said this, and we talked about the Cavaliers in our team preview. You could go back and listen to it, right? I said the thing that's gonna hold him back from taking that big leap that everyone is expecting, right? And it's not a knock. It's not a knock on his skill, his talent. Not at all. Is ability to be one of the best players in the league because i think like he has that potential but like the thing holding him back is the opportunity like we've seen donovan mitchell be donovan mitchell since he came into the league right that dude's taking 20 shots every single game and he kind of should he definitely should right and so 
and you can you can't just say like okay you know every team gets 90 whatever shots a game you can't just say oh well donovan mitchell's taking 20 you know we're only gonna let these four guys shoot and isaac okoro doesn't shoot and dean wade doesn't shoot like those guys all get three or four shots right like at least every game and so you know the pie has to get split you know however big your rotation is if you're playing 10 if you're playing nine everyone gets a shot right like very few guys go a game without a shot and so when you start breaking it down like there's just not that many shots for evan mobley there's just not going to be oh there's not and evan and mobley is not like in, a, in a position to like take it over right yeah that's what i'm that's what i'm saying he's not that alpha offensive force of like you know, you, you talk about some guys like they just they take shots over. They just that's mine. I'm getting. Oh, it. let's let's talk about the flip side of that. The other the other side of this exact same coin. Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards is the alpha dog in Minnesota. We we, we did talk a little bit about like okay, how does Anthony Edwards take a step forward if Rudy Gobert is coming in, Carl Anthony Towns is coming in, and the answer was well, the, the Anthony Edwards is the alpha dog there. One and two, there's not a whole lot else going on. On this team, like D'Angelo Russell is definitely taking a little bit of a backpedal. Carthony Towns, by the way, only nine shots tonight. Like, he's also taking a backpedal, which I think is like, I think that's really interesting. I think that is something to note, right? That's another guy you might want to start targeting because uh, Carthony Towns is still going to do Carthony Towns stuff, right? But Rudy Gobert has been absolutely dominating the boards. Anthony Edwards has absolutely been dominating the ball. It's been it's been fun to watch, but it's also been very interesting for fantasy. Oh, here's the crazy part about Towns, save for this this game against the, the uh, Thunder, which throw out any game against the Thunder, man. Yeah, whatever. Um, but in those first two games, like Towns, seventeen and a half shots a game. Last year, you wonder how many shots Towns took a game. Sixteen point mm. four. Shots are actually up, save for this game against the Thunder. Um, he, he was 20, taking about 25 shots against Utah. Yeah, and like really, the thing for for Towns is he's not making any, and I think a lot of that is and we talked about this, right? Like it's probably going to be a slow start after losing all that weight because he was in the hospital. Man, he was sick. He was yeah, really freaking sick. It wasn't like he lost weight because he went on some sort of uh, excellent, um, like streamlined uh, protein or non-protein diet or whatever the hell uh, these athletes are up to these days when it comes to losing weight. That's not what happened. He's weaker because he was in the hospital and 17 pounds of muscle, losing that amount of muscle, definitely changes like your your mechanics, your shot, your ability to get to spaces on the floor. Like he's going to have to play back into shape and that's going to take a while. And I love him as a, as a buy low all all month long and next month i don't care how much uh, towns struggles here at the beginning of this season i'm buying low on him oh for sure for sure like i i would be very surprised if he's not a top 10 player in per game value at the end of the season i mean the rebounds so, are going to be down right because gobert is uh just a monster everything else is going to come everything else for Carlton towns is likely going to come back. His assists are still where they usually are. Trade the hot young guy you picked in the third round for Carlos Towns. Send that offer right now. Hopefully for Towns. Do it right now. Yeah, or uh, even dudes like Shea Gilgis. Shea Gilgis for Towns. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, because uh, while Brandon Davis Ingram is, for like, Towns. Shagillis is like wild and out to, to start the season. I think he's going to have a great year. Over the long term, when do, when do they shut when do they shut that down? Right. Brandon Ingram for Towns. Give me that. Ooh, Brandon Ingram Towns. I, Brandon Ingram's having a nice year. Uh, but definitely Brandon Ingram Towns. Like, Towns is just that much more talented. Uh, let's see. There was another uh, team I was looking at here. Where, where, where was this guy? Oh, um, your boy, Smith Jr. Having himself a very nice start. Uh, and, and blowing this out. Is... Yeah, this is the guy you should pick up, right? Um, New Lamella was out to start the year. I don't really have any clarity on that situation that I've heard. Maybe you've maybe you I haven't heard a peep. Right, so usually that means at least a couple weeks, right? Like you, you normally know at least a couple weeks in advance when someone's coming back from an injury that's cost them a couple weeks, right? Like because they slowly ramp up, and he's not doing that right now, right? And then Terry Rozier got hurt, and so. Smith Jr. is the only point guard left. Like, Theo Maladon played the backup point guard minutes tonight. Yes. And so, Smith Jr., in the start, 34 minutes, 18 points, 6 assists, 3 steals, 2 rebounds. Like, we saw Dennis Smith Jr. in Dallas, right, when he was the starting point guard for them, put up a really fantasy-friendly line. Like, the field goal percentages are going to be great. I mean, look back at that rookie year when he was kind of leading things in Dallas. 15.2 points, 5.2 assists, a steal, almost four rebounds, right? Like, he can do it. He can put up numbers, and he's going to put up numbers um, as long as he's starting. So this is a guy, you know, you might add for a couple weeks and have a starting point guard on your hands. In 34 minutes a night, it's fantastic. And looking at uh, at week two here, right? Um, That's, I mean, the team's, I think Charlotte's only got three games, but still. Those are, yeah. those are all going to be quality starts with a guy who's uh, 100% uh, sitting, likely sitting on your waiver wire. And, I mean, no one drafted him. So the only way he's not owned is someone beat, beat you to him. A yes. um, couple other injuries still. Like, a lot of injuries out here uh, in week one, which is uh, hopefully they're all not terribly serious. Uh, Bruno Fernando, who had the incredible uh, start um for Houston uh, in game one, now hurt Lagoon minutes flying back up. And that's positive for everybody who wanted to pay the price for Sangoon because they have no other choice but to give that guy enough minutes until he fouls out, right? Is that the watch we're gonna start already? How how many minutes can he play until he's fouled out? <laughs> I mean the and Sangoon watch we call it. That's the problem. I hope he figures it out because he'll be an absolute fantasy monster. You but... want you want to know what's crazy? In that I'm game against the box, Fernando didn't play. Did Sangoon start? Do you know the answer to this question? Uh, I don't believe he did. You know who they started? No. Usman Garuba. Oh. Um. What? Who? Who had four steals? Didn't start Terry minutes. Eason. Terryson nope. and Sangoon both still didn't, coming off the bench. They didn't start their hot young dudes. They started. Oh, Tanan. I mean, Usman Ooh. Garuba was was a first round pick of theirs in 2021. So I mean, like, he, I guess he's, he's a hot young. Hot, he's a hot young dude. All right, he's a hot young dude for them too. Um, hot young dudes on this team. Yeah, and they got more talent than 
then they're going to get wins, right? Like, this is a team that's kind of building something, I think. Like, I like some of their young players. Is it going to be translating into a good record this year? No, I mean, they're 0-3. I don't think Kevin Porter Jr. is a point guard either, despite them keeping kind of trying to push that, like, he's a point guard thing. Um, But, you know, Jabari Smith Jr. is interesting. Sangoon's interesting. I would try to trade Sangoon right now, though, if I were you. Because I don't think that's going to end well. Especially for where you picked him, right? He's still kind of got that shine of, like, I was everybody's breakout darling sleeper, mm-hmm. whatever that, whatever, whatever you call that, right? But he's playing 24 minutes a game. And he's not going to play any more than that because he can't, without fouling out. So I would try to trade him for somebody who's struggling a little bit, right? Like Jordan Poole's had a couple of bad games. I'd much rather have Jordan Poole. Bam out of bio's had a couple of bad games. I'd much oh, rather I'd have Bam out of bio. Billion times right? out of billion to give me Bam out of bio. Hey, uh, Jeremy Grant, a guy I like. He's had a couple, you know what I mean? Not he's, had great a games. Couple, he's had a couple stinkers out there, and I'm like, ah, come on, man, guy. Because I, I got a lot of stock over there in uh, Jeremy Grant. Tyrese Maxey, another guy. Like, a couple bad games. I would much rather have all of those players than our parents think. Yes, because all of those players are starting. All of those players are playing good minutes. Yes, and so I think those are our moves you make if you can right just don't be afraid to offer it up get them out there get those trades out there you should be you should have about two three different trade uh flyers out there right now get a feel for the other people in your league see how they feel see if they are savvy or not see what kind of things they like see how many and, and people panic this early in the season all the time so i would say press those buttons see what happens um definitely go after them uh, i think another opportunity here right is the unfortunate um um this guy cannot stay. This guy cannot stay healthy. Uh, Jalen Suggs out. Um, Fultz still out. Orlando. Uh, by the way, Orlando kind of a fun team to watch. I kind of like. I, I kind of like watching uh, a lineup where everybody's six ten. Uh, that's a lot of fun. I do think Franz Wagner looks better already this year. You can kind of see it. Um, but here's the opportunity, right? Uh, Suggs is now um, out. For an undetermined amount of time, they're probably going to go. That was the weirdest injury that. update. Was it yes. not? Was that not the weirdest injury update? Where like we tried to make it seem like he was coming back soon, but then also like he was out for a long time. It was the strangest injury update I've ever read. I was so confused at the end of it. Yeah, and I'm also disappointed because like I immediately went and grabbed Suggs anywhere he was available after game one because I do think Suggs is very talented. I think he's going to have a very good season. I hope he comes back. I hope he comes back really soon. But until then, you got both uh, Cole Anthony, who we've seen um, put together great fantasy lines. Um, I mean, just the other day he had 14, 9, and 6 against uh, the Celtics. And Terrence Ross having himself a little uh, comeback in here because there's plenty of playing time opportunity for Terrence Ross. And I think both guys, right? I would be picking up both guys if I could. If, if either one of those two are available, why not? What do you got to lose? Yeah. They're both going to play a ton of minutes right now. Like you mentioned, no one's healthy. Uh, Arkel Folds and, and Jonathan Isaac are two guys. Um, I'm, I'm just completely kind of writing them off. If, like if I own either one of those two guys... I might just like try to test the trade market, and if no one's biting, I might draw. I'm gonna cut bait with both those guys. Like neither one of them can stay healthy. Jonathan Isaac, I don't even know what the hell to say about that guy. He just he's 
the fuck's going on here anymore? Man. Yeah, like, and the Magic, this is the thing that maybe is the most frustrating for fantasy is like their injury updates like don't make any fucking sense. They just don't. They're just like, oh, he's out and we'll see how he responds to treatment and yeah, and you're like, what? What does that even mean? Like, I don't even understand. Cryptic with Jonathan Isaac since Jonathan Isaac was 21 years old. This is the last time Jonathan Isaac played a game. He's now 25, right? Like, it's... It's a little too late to be cryptic about this shit. Like, what do you, you're no one in the league, you're not fooling anyone at this point. Yeah, and like, I don't even get, like, I don't even get that. Like, Jonathan Isaac has not played forever. Like, expect anything from that guy just seems insane. People were, people are just like, I saw people, some people drafting him, like, with the late round flyer, and I was like, okay, that's fine, but like, I just took, him, in, I took him late and put him on my IR because, like, I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe he comes plays here in the next few weeks once my team starts getting a little bit more injured uh which is already starting right uh jonathan isaac's about to go back to the waiver wire right um you mentioned it i think those two are gonna play like anthony and tyrant ross well well everyone else is hurt give me those guys man i think both can get you some good points uh cole anthony probably some decent assists terrence ross some decent three-pointers both have the opportunity to get you over steal a game i think like those are two two quality options. How do you feel about uh kind of the uh the what the Celtics have been uh, doing with Derek White and Grant Williams? Both of them playing uh, some pretty decent uh backup basketball. Uh, definitely standardly relevant at this point. Yeah, uh, I will say one last thing about the Magic too. They play four games this week, so I think if those guys are on your waiver wire, you know they're they're a two great pickups. Celtics, you know what? Uh, Celtics have been. They've been good, right? Like they're three and zero. But I feel like this team's still kind of trying to figure out everything, like right? the rotation, everything. Um, I think Derek White. We saw Derek White when they when they got him last year, right? Like he his minutes dropped a little bit, but like he was still playing meaningful playing time. And so I I can't say I'm super surprised. I actually drafted Derek White in one league, and I've been pleasantly surprised with you know his production so far. You know, thirteen points. Four and a half rebounds, three assists. Um, steal probably get there. You know what I mean? Like, I think he can get that steal a game in these minutes. And so, yeah, I think if he's out there on your waiver wire, that's another guy. Like, pick him up. Quality minutes. Good team. They want to win. They're going to play their good guys, right? They're going to play. And they don't have that deep of a team. That's what's crazy, right? Like, Tatum, Smart, White, Brown, Al Horford when he's healthy, Grant Williams, Malcolm Brogdon, those are the dudes playing. Everybody else are kind of on the fringes of that, I think. And I think that's and so, really, that's great, right? Is like you want some consistency and that consistency is there, right? And I, I think we were a little bit like, hey, how's this going to play out between, um, you know, uh, White and Brogdon? And it seems to be going pretty well for both of them, actually, which is uh, definitely positive. Uh, and then like Grant Williams, right? He's like kind of like the last guy standing. So he's out there, he's getting good minutes and he's a great per minute uh, fancy player. Another guy, like, give me him over somebody who's hurt, somebody who's playing 20 minutes a game. Like, I, I think we all sometimes forget that the most important stat in fantasy is minutes. It certainly is. Like, would this surprise you if, if Grant Williams finished over a guy like Alperen Sengun at the end of the season? No, 
not at all, especially if they kind of the Celtics kind of learn to you know, rely on Grant Williams a little bit more, even uh, when they get healthy. And they're like, yeah, no, this is our backup. Sarah, get him in there. Like he, he's going to be consistently playing, and he gets those like you know, like here's the block, here's the uh, the rebounds. Like he can keep it up, and be a top 100, 120 player throughout the throughout the season. So if you get this like first half of the season where he's going to be well above top 100, like that's that's key. That's money. Sure. So go with, go with the hot hand. You know what I mean? And and that's real too sometimes, right? Like we see guys get kind of on some crazy heaters and, you know, have a couple of weeks where they're averaging like 20 points a game and you're going like, how the hell did that person average 20 points a game? Or, I don't know if you know, Grant Williams can keep I don't know. what he's doing right know. now, but he might be able to keep it up for the next week. Yeah, and that's all, you, like, that's all you're asking for for the last player on your roster. A good couple of games. That's it. That's all I want. Is a fact, um, Tyler. Other, what are I guess? What other, um, what other players have piqued your interest, either good or bad, here coming out of week one into week two? Um, that's a good question. Um, no, I've been looking at this. I, I find that people can't stop looking at like the rankings, right? Like, yes. and, and as soon as they get games, they start looking at rankings. And so I find myself every every couple of days here kind of perusing these rankings and going like, all right, what seems insane? You know what I mean? And what seems off? And then, right, and then just making a trade offer based on it, right? Like, um, I don't have a super good example, like, right off the top of my head. But um, if you just go to hashtag basketball, you pull up those rankings and you go like, Oh, let's see here. Scrolling through, who's really ranked too low? Darius Garland is the 211th ranked player because he played 13 minutes, and he's hurt right now. But I really need a point guard. Hmm, let's see. Can I get somebody to buy, to sell Darius Garland to me for a player who's ranked right around 50 in my rankings? So I might be able to. People hate people that are hurt, right? And so can I offer... CJ McCollum for Darius Garland and make that deal. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's worth a shot, right? I think Darius Garland is going to be way better than CJ McCollum this season. Um, another another guy, right? Ranked too low. Um, and this is a guy that I think people are always a little like down on because they're not really sure. He's been kind of all over the map. Spencer Dinwiddie is ranked 179 outside of standard league value, right? I think Spencer Dinwiddie is a top 100 player this year. I think he can has I trade, to. Can I trade the last guy on my bench for Spencer Dinwiddie? Maybe the second to last guy on my bench for Spencer Dinwiddie? I might be able to, especially if that guy's had a couple good games. And it's those kind of moves that I'm trying to make. You know, Anthony Edwards is ranked 162nd in hashtags rankings. That's not factoring in the game against the Thunder. But, you know, that's the type of guy. Like, I'm just going, hmm, all right, he's had a couple bad games. Somebody's watching out there, right? Can I take a guy I've picked two rounds later than Anthony Edwards and get Anthony Edwards? Worth a shot. You know, the panic's at an all-time high when they're the only numbers we've seen, right? Like, Anthony Edwards is the perfect example. He's shooting 40% from the field. Would you notice that he shot 40% from the field in December? 
for for three games. Did you notice if he did it in January? You wouldn't. You wouldn't even notice. Good. But you can take advantage of someone's panic. And Kawhi's the perfect example, right? And yeah. and we talked about this, right? Yeah. He played 20 minutes. Oh my god, Kawhi sucks. He's terrible. Sweet. If I don't have Kawhi, I'll trade anybody outside the top 50 for Kawhi. I'll trade anybody outside the top 40 for Kawhi. I'll trade anybody outside the top 35 for Kawhi, right? Like, give me all the Kawhi stock. Give me every single piece of it. Who's been, um, you know, kind of just, I mean, actually kind of decent, but like just kind of okay start. Drew Holiday. Kind of just an okay start. Like we said, Carlini Towns. Bam out of bio. All of these dudes, right? And and maybe people are like, ah, Jamal Murray, he ain't even playing 30 minutes a game. Ugh. Go get Jamal Murray. That's another one. Give me all the Jamal Murray stock if I can trade you someone outside my top 100 for Jamal Murray. Definitely. 100%. Give me every every bit of it. Yes. Now The guy who's impressed me the most, and I think we I mentioned this as, as a guy who was going to be a standard league player, and he's been even better than I expected, is Benedict Mathurin. Dude's a baller, man. Yeah, and we talked about this in the last uh, podcast about guys picking up. It's like that's the number one pickup for uh, week one. I assume he's already picked up in all your leagues. He can play. He's going to have the opportunity to play. He can't like literally. They can't even be like, oh, we're just going to like wait a little bit to develop this guy. Nope. They're like, yeah, get this guy out on the court and get him as much time as possible. Yeah, and that dude is good, man. He's averaging he's averaging twenty four points a game. Make it set three point seven three pointers, which man that might not stick, right? Sure. But uh, he's been good, and I think the defensive stats are gonna come too, just because like he's kind of that prototypical wing, long arms, big guy. Um, I, I really like him. I really like his his potential for this year, his potential in dynasty leagues. Um, I've been I've been pleasantly pleasantly surprised. Yes, I usually don't expect a guy that young. Um, one to get the opportunity, but two to take that opportunity and play so well immediately. Um, obviously, everything could be a small sample size theater, but he does uh, the eye test, right? Does pass that eye test, uh, certainly. So does Keegan Murray, right? Keegan Murray finally uh, coming in, getting um, yeah, some playing time. Uh, and oh, Keegan Murray looks good. Kings do not look good, though. Oh, so why, look- why would they not play Ke- Keegan Murray all the minutes they can? Um, I think the Kings not looking good bodes well for Keegan Murray, actually. Oh, yeah, 100%. Now, I would ride Kevin Herter's hot hand right now because he's just taking all of his threes from the corner. Um, ride that hand. like this. Seven and a half threes a game. What a guy. Crazy. Absolutely nuts. Uh, unfortunately, the Kings have only two games this week, but one of those games is on Thursday. Thursday, Saturday, uh, pseudo back-to-back, and I think... You know, even though they have two games, you could you could stream uh, one of those guys. For weekly league players, would you play any king? No. I wouldn't either. Not even Dante. Maybe, maybe I was gonna say maybe it's a bonus if you're like kind of weak, weak as as on big stats, or you yeah. need every last rebound to to win that. And you, you can find somebody on the waiver. Yeah, I mean, like, and this is people don't understand about it so i'll explain this i think i explain this every year right yes. like say sabonis has two really awesome games say he averages 30 and 12 oh, hey. right? fantastic right he gave you 60 points and 24 rebounds wonderful 
if you pick up somebody who's playing four games, if they give you six rebounds a game, they give you exactly 24 rebounds. Right? Simple math. Right? And so you don't need somebody that good. Like there are guys hanging out on your wave wire getting you more than six rebounds a game. And so it just it comes down to math, right? And and really, so you want those four-game guys. And if you've got a four-game guy on your bench, play him over a two-game guy almost every single time, um, save for the very few exceptions of guys like that are top 10 players. Um, just It's not worth it, right? It's not worth it to have those two games. Um, so, yeah. I'll give you a guy I would trade away in almost all my leagues. You ready for this? Here. Michael Porter Jr. Oh, okay. And uh, Michael Porter Jr. looking very good, looking like old Michael Porter Jr. Uh, just here in these uh, first few games, which is, like we said, very small sample size theater at this point. Tyler, why why are you trying to move away from Michael Porter Jr., even though I, I think I know the answer? That back scares me, man. Yeah. It really, really scares me. And yes. so I think we've we've seen some really good games, and there's probably some more good games on the horizon for for Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, I, but, hope, he, I hope he stays very healthy, right? I I think he might actually stay oh, yeah, pretty no. healthy throughout the beginning of this season, right? But in the long term, is it worth the risk? Is it worth the risk for your team, or can you get something of equal or better value currently because people like? Michael Porter Jr. They see he's playing very well, and they go, "Ooh, absolutely! I'll take you know, I'll take Michael Porter Jr. Take get that risk off your team. That's perfectly fine." Yeah, and you know he was drafted 60, 61 in Yahoo. He's the forty fifth ranked player right now. Like, do you think Michael Porter Jr. is a top fifty player at the end of the season? I don't. Not even in per game value. I don't. I don't think he is. But I think you could probably trade him right now for a top fifty player. I think he can be. I think he can be a top 50 player. Um, but I would wager not by much. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, could I trade him right now for... Oh, Banchero? That'd be nice. Another Banchero, for sure. Huh? i trade him right now for Jordan Poole. Probably. Or... Or Jimmy Butler's ranked well below, but I don't think anyone's. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think it was that slow. Maybe. But <laughs> Jeremy you know Grant, what I mean? would you do? What about Jeremy Grant? I'd rather have Grant. Desmond Bain is another guy who's had who's had a bad start. Like, could you trade Porter Jr. for Bain? Um. Yeah, I think I think someone would bite on that. And I'd much rather have Bane. I'd much rather have Bane. Bane's ranked outside the top 100 right now. I'd shooting sell that. Bane's absolutely shooting like shit. You go get, go get Desmond Bane. Yeah, for sure. Um, 5.7 rebounds. Or 5.7 assists, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, baby. Those first three games. Mm. Bane is doing doing mm. more in that offense. Now, uh, Dylan Brooks is scheduled to play his first game this week. Um, he warmed up before that Dallas game, and they said he wasn't quite ready to play. Which I think uh, really hurt the Grizzlies because um, I think their their plan was to have Brooks on Doncic and that didn't work out. Um, he could play as soon as Monday, Dylan Brooks. So we'll see how Brooks eats into that shot mix. But from everything I've heard, like the Grizzlies are telling Dylan Brooks, like they're not the number two option. Like Desmond Bain is gonna get the and when Jerry Jackson Jr. comes back, like you're the number four. 
Like you gotta shoot spot up threes and not try to hijack the offense. Um, we'll see if he's he's willing to do that. Yeah, good um, good luck. We'll see. Yeah, because you can say whatever you want, right? But it's actually what happens on the court that matters. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that Brooks comeback uh, affects things. I actually think Brooks is kind of underrated in fantasy, though. Yeah, he's like, he's he's sure a in roto leagues like. Right, like he he really hurt your percentages, but like he was going 128th in Yahoo drafts this year. Like he's he's a top 100 player, I think. Okay, I don't know if I'd put him in the top 100, but I'd definitely make him a standard league value. Um, yeah, and with the playing time, a, right? Especially right now. Yeah, and I bet I bet he's on some waiver wires. Oh yeah, he's out there. Certainly. Like pick him up. Don't have he's that, about to come uh... back. Pick him up. Hide him. See, um, let me let me go put him put him in the name calculator. Brooks. He is currently rostered only in sixty three percent of Yahoo leagues. Yeah, pick him up. Fantastic, get him. Love it. I agree. Go pick him up. You know who else is uh, only rostered in about sixty eight percent of leagues? Brooke Lopez. Why? Why is that? Brooke Lopez is good, y'all. Yeah. Even in limited minutes, dude's a standard league player. He, sure. I mean, he had five blocks the other day. Like, even with, it, like, you know, maybe some poor shootings, not great uh, points per game, blocks are going to be there, and he's still going to get you some threes. Yeah. Like, I mean, this isn't the guy who averaged 20 and 10 every night for the Nets, but oh. dude's still really good, man. He's still good at basketball. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised by that number as well, under 70%. That's kind of silly. I think that's it for uh, our week two preview, Tyler. Is anything oh, else you want to... Oh, come wanna... on. Oh, wait. Did I miss something? Let, let, did I forget let's... something? Oh, I got to ask this question because uh, this always intrigues me, Michael. Uh, game and or fantasy storyline you're watching in week two. Oh, okay. Um, because this this always happens, I think, in, in kind of in week two, right? We get a lot of really good games to kick it off because, like, the league's trying to get people interested so they, they pit a lot of the better teams against each other then in week two things kind of slow down a little bit like we got a golden state phoenix matchup on tuesday but like there's not a ton of like real spicy games this week um i'm looking for two I, things i think one i'm looking for the team that has the best pace and the worst defense I'm waiting for that trend to suss itself out is it the pacers is it the Spurs? Uh, is, the, is it the Hornets? I don't know. That, to me, is always someone a, a team that I like to uh, target because I like to make sure, one, I'm, anybody on my bench, I got that, if they're even just kind of like a, a mediocre player, if they're playing the team with the best pace and the worst defense, uh, chances are they're going to have a pretty good game, right? And I, that's how I you know look for streamers as well off the waiver wire. And then, two, I'm, I'm taking a look at you know the kind of the the young guy position battles that we see um, in Detroit, in Indiana, um, in Houston, uh, some of the different uh, lineups we've seen, even Memphis play, right? Where where are those going, right? Are we are any of those guys, now that we've, you know, just it's only been one week, are any of those guys starting to rise to the top? And, like, right now, like, I haven't seen, like, you know, Isaiah Stewart suddenly become, you know, like, the guy, nor have I seen him fall off the cliff right so i'm just keeping an eye on all those guys fair fair um 
marquee game of the week for me. Um, oh, let's see here. It, it might have been Dallas against New Orleans, but with with Zion NBI potentially out, it got took some some sting out of that game. Yeah, just sad, disappointing. Um, Brooklyn against Milwaukee on Wednesday. I, I'm excited for that game. Okay. Um, Brooklyn plays Dallas the next night. So Dallas huh. sneakily, sneakily already has had. That'll be the second time that they played the team on the second of a back-to-back um, already. So, And they were not on a back-to-back either time. So the schedule makers gave Dallas a very tough start, but they helped them by putting the other team on the back-to-back twice. Um, I'm watching Philly this week, too. Yeah. That does not look good there. And they have a game against the Pacers on Monday. They got two games I'm against Toronto good. at Toronto. Those are going to be well, tough games. That's what I was just gonna say. I'm tuning into that because if they lose that, they could easily lose both those games in Toronto, and be at the end of this week looking at an zero and six start. Yeah, and that would be absolutely shocking, right? And do they have a? Yeah, they do have one more game. Oh, it's against your Bulls on Saturday, sir. Um, Bulls could sneak that one out. Bulls, again, are, Bulls are weird, right? Bulls. Uh, I'm, I'm really worried about that Zach Levine. Suspicious not playing the, 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 the first two games of the season. Well, you want to touch on that? I mean, we can talk about another weird injury thing. It was just like, then the even coming out of it, when he did play, they were like, well, you know, it's just something that happens from time to time. And they made it seem like at any moment, Zach Levine could just be out for and that, two games, that's five not games, the, ten That's games. not what a healthy player, that's not how a, like a healthy player... That's not the sign of a healthy player. How about that? Yeah, yeah and, and that injury update alone made me want to trade Zach Levine in some way. Like, if I own Zach Levine, that made me kind of want to be like, He's probably hey, a, can I get a... Add value right now, but may, maybe not. Still yeah, early. But, well, and what I'm hoping for this week, right, if I own Zach Levine... It's a real spicy Zach Levine game, like where he drops 30 on someone's head and maybe 35. And I mean, they play Boston, they play Indiana. Indiana, that might be the night, right? Yeah. Like, hope Zach Levine goes for like 40 and then be like, hey, Zach Levine's really good. You want him? You want him? Do you want him? Do you want him? Indiana followed by the Spurs. Hopefully, we get a little, Bulls get a little frisky in those games. Yeah. And, you know, like, I, I'm out. I, I would be trying to divest my Levine stock um, after a good game or two because that injury update scared me. Yeah. I'm, uh, I don't like the vibe coming out of Chicago currently. Though, I, you know, the bench, the bench is decent. The bench is fun, but the bench isn't going to win. The bench is going to lose you games that you should win, right? And so, um, you know, over the long term, right? You're, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some, but you're going to lose... A little bit more when your team ain't healthy, and simple as that. A lot of injuries here going into week two, which means a lot of opportunity. I hope you are prepared for week two. Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. If you like the show, rate, review us, check us out, or just support the show, patreon.com slash watch the boxes. Couple bucks a month, and you help support the show. And we appreciate you. We love all our Patreons, and we love all our listeners. You're all the best. And if you want to get interactive with myself possibly tyler if he comes to the uh, wednesday night round table every single wednesday night we're going to be um, opening an invite to other fantasy basketball analysts out there so come join us on the twitch live show twitch.tv slash watching the boxes 
And we're just going to be shooting the shit, seeing what's going on in the league, talking about uh, random topics, and taking your questions from the chat. So if you want to join us for that, twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. Go ahead and follow so you know when we go live. It'll be every single Wednesday night until, um, you know, until we get bored of it, or maybe, I, maybe I'll go on another vacation, Tyler. Who knows? I will be making my debut this Wednesday, as, oh. as long as uh, the good Lord is willing, right? I will be making my my debut on the show. So, uh, let, it was a it was a scheduling issue last week. Uh, Mavericks played when Michael was running it, so um, I had other responsibilities, unfortunately. But I will be there. It's a late night show because we do have some Australian friends who we want to uh, join us every once in a while. And on top of that, right, you know, you want to get kind of the latest from that day's uh, that day's games. But yeah, we're gonna be running those. Uh, on Wednesday nights uh, until the foreseeable future, uh, we might adjust the timings here and there, which whatever makes sense with the uh, the viewership and uh, and feedback we get from you. So join us, give us feedback, tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like. Hit us up on Twitter. We'll see you. Uh... That's a great time. That's a great time though. You just add this in right before you go. go it's a great time. If you have a question that you want to get answered, not just by me and Mike, but by everybody, it'd be a great time to get it in. Absolutely. Like the, the, the you can get a lot of different takes from a lot of really smart, really good fantasy analysis on that. I mean, there you had you had two great guests on right in the first one. Yeah, I think it's only going to grow from here. Hope so. And so, yeah. And so that's a that's a perfect time where you know you're wondering about a player, you're wondering about a team, you're wondering about anything. It's a great chance for the the viewers to get you know more than one opinion. Absolutely, we're luckily uh, lucky to have. Uh, Raph Johnson from uh, NBC Sports Edge, and then uh, Adam King from Fantasy Basketball International. Um, really, we have an open invitation out there to a lot of analysts, so I, I, I cannot tell you who is going to be on the show uh, on Wednesday, but I assume it's going to be a good one. And I hope you can join us on twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. That is, uh, that's it for a week into week two, week two preview. Hope you have a great week two, and we'll see you next time.